Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm always thinking that if my situation changes and I need to sell or liquidate my portfolio or reduce my, my debt, you know, lower my LVRs. If I need to sell, what's my market? And how quickly is that market going to, going to react to my property? This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're keeping the conversation going with buyer's agent Zoran Solano. We'll discuss the compound effect of a $5 coffee a day on your property goals and the strategy that you can follow to cover all bases when considering where to invest. So, was there anything holding him back from starting to invest in property? Thankfully for me, you know, I had a really great opportunity when I first got into the market. Um, I, it was at a time where uh, the first homeowners uh, grant was available for established property and obviously the stamp duty concession for, uh, for, uh, for, for, client, for people buying property as well, first home. So, for me, that was a really great opportunity. I'd always worked throughout high school, so I'd saved money and uh, by the age of sort of 19 uh, where I purchased my first property, I had around $30,000 cash at bank ready to go plus obviously the incentives available from the government. So for me, I, I, I had consciously decided in my teens that you know property investment was for me and, and my focus was, okay, well, how do I get into property? Step one, you need a deposit. And uh, for me, I wanted to, to save that myself, and, uh, and so I did. So, as I said, throughout school, I always had a, a part-time job, a holiday job, uh, and then immediately outside of uh, finishing school, straight into the workforce, uh, helping clients buy property and being a buyer's agent as I am today. getting into the property buying business, the passion and interest he harbored for property was supported by those closest to him who had experience in the field. Mum was probably the, the main mentor during that time, obviously given that she was you know, one of the leading buyers agents in Brisbane at the time and one of the, the most active buyers agents in the Brisbane market. So, you know, for me, you know, that was, uh, that was quite self-evident. Um, in, that's what I should do. Um, but also, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, my grandfather, uh, you know, seeing the opportunity of, of, you know, property plus time, 
you know, you know, the, sorry, let me say that again, the right property plus time um, and the equation that that is and the, the answers that can give you. And, and it can give you options, it can give you growth, it can give you rental uh, return. Um, so I, I saw that growing up as well as, as a really great opportunity. And, and for me, yeah, it was a natural progression into it. And that was probably one of the main drivers and influences. With a lot of family influence in property and experience in the field, Solano has received a lot of valuable advice that has given him the ability to move forward and invest into his own properties. I think there's snippets of advice that I've gotten over listening to other property uh, experts as well um, over the years and, and it's, it's for me, I've created my own brand of buying property and a strategy that I believe works and it's using a mixture of strategies from different people and maintaining my independence in what I do. Um, you know, for me, uh, buying quality as opposed to quantity is very important. Um, I don't believe, you know, 10 properties in 10 years or, or, or whatever, you know, the, the hype or the hot sort of thing might be at that time. Uh, you know, it's all well and good having 10 properties, but are they going to perform? Uh, are they going to do what they should be doing? Are they working hard for you? And for me, and that's the, also a reason why my portfolio is where it is, is I don't, it, 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 it's like John West, you know, it's, it's the tuna that he rejects that makes him the best, you know, that's the same, same as me, you know, it's the properties that I reject, the properties that I don't buy that make my property portfolio stronger. So that's one of the, the key things uh, that, uh, that, that drives the, the strategy of what I do and, and uh, that, that's why I really believe in the quality over quantity. After receiving valuable advice from his mentors, Solano was able to develop a strategy which was mainly centered around the idea of quality over quantity when purchasing a property. When we specifically talk about Brisbane uh, and the, the, the demographics of Brisbane, we see that it's predominantly an established house market. That's where we see a lot of opportunity. Uh, currently, if we look at right now at this moment in time in the Brisbane property cycle, we're going through growth. And we are seeing a lot of units and apartment developments, which is oversupplying that market. So for me, the, the strategy for me is to stay within that 15K radius from the Brisbane CBD, because when you compare us to more established cities like Sydney and Melbourne, it's those kind of inner and middle ring suburbs. Well, Sydney, it's inner city, you know, now 15Ks. Um, but for Brisbane, that's still, you know, you know middle ring. Um, you know, that's where the real growth has occurred. That's where the real opportunities have been. And for Brisbane, you know, we are a younger city. We are a smaller city, but we're growing rapidly. You know, our migration over the last uh, three quarters um, ha has been on the increase, while New South Wales has been on the decrease. So it shows the population in Queensland is expanding. Demand for our property is increasing. So for me, my investment strategy is really around that proximity to the city and proximity to nodes, you know, cultural hubs around the Brisbane CBD areas that do have that changing cafe culture and restaurant culture and public transport, areas that are gentrifying and changing is where I love to buy it for myself and for clients. Um, for me, I'm a big lover of buy, renovate, hold. And anyone who has ever sort of spoken to me or, you know, that's often a strategy if it's applicable to the right person, I suggest um, one of the other key things I, I consider is the, the ripple effect of capital growth, how we often see in a rising market, 
into the inner and middle ring suburbs that benefit from growth first. And it's then those bridesmaid suburbs who adjoin it further out from the CBD that then start to feel the growth. And that ripple, uh, you know, we see that occur in every capital city. Uh, and we see that growth, you know, rippling from the centre out. But reversely, when we see soft times and market change and, uh, and times of uncertainty, it's often those outer areas that are first to feel that downturn or, or flat line. It's, and then it retracts back to the CBD. So that's where that 10 to 15K you know, inclusive sort of radius from Brisbane Capital uh, you know, CBD is where I focus my investment for myself and clients. With successful decision-making skills when it comes to buying property, Solano has started to focus on buying a certain property type to strengthen his portfolio. For me, for me, the focus is uh, established residential property. Um, there's a number of reasons for that. You know, in established areas, you don't have a lot of greenfield development opportunities. So when you look further out from the CBD, you know, 30, 40 Ks, you've got these large acreage farms and stuff that are being subdivided into house and land packages. There's no scarcity. You know, when you look at supply and demand, you think back to year 10 economics. Supply and demand is one of the key drivers to, to growth of price. And when you look at, you know, outer areas or if you look at uh, the unit market in Melbourne and Brisbane right now, you see an oversupply. And when this oversupply occurs, you know, it starts to saturate the market, not only for sales but also for rentals. You know, when you have such a high proportion of investors purchasing those, those styles of properties, you see that that rental market then starts to become saturated. So for me, I prefer to, to buy in owner-occupied dominated areas, in blue-chip suburbs or the best suburbs my clients can afford or that I can afford because I know that those kind of areas are the ones that perform well. Coming up after the break, we'll hear about Solana's research strategy on how he chooses property that leads to a great investment. So for me, those sort of areas are showing capital growth opportunity. They're showing change. Um, so that's why uh, that's why I love buying areas with high owner-occupier demographics as well. As well as which personal habit he attributes to his success? For me, I'm always very conscious of day-to-day spending where I need to be. You know, I I enjoy the luxuries here and there, but um, but in general, you, know, you have to be disciplined because often. You know that uh, you know five or ten dollar a week costs. Um, you know can add up in the long term. And finally, we'll hear what books he recommends for property investors at all levels. I guess for me, I'm always a fan of autobiographies. Um, when you know when I'm reading, um, often I grab the the audio book uh, and sort of listen to it when I'm travelling or, or whatever the case may be. When looking to buy a property, Solana likes to do his research into the history of the property. While nobody can predict the future of the market, doing the research is always key. In his opinion, gambling and guessing leads to a bad investment. So for me, I'll always look at historical growth. Obviously, no one has a crystal ball to predict the future but we have historical data to go off and see how that area has performed. And then also what things are in the pipeline to affect change in that area. Um, You know, for me, I'm I'm not a speculator when I'm investing. Um, I don't like to to gamble and guess. 
I'd like to make informed decisions in established areas that have that consistency of growth uh, historically and then also have some form of stimulation in that market to promote future growth. So in a lot of the markets that I buy in or pockets I buy in around Brisbane, as I mentioned before, we're seeing gentrification. We're seeing the change of the guard. We're seeing the older demographic selling their little three-bed, one-bath home to you know the young family who come in and do the kitchen, the bathroom, the deck. They fence the yard for the puppy dog and all that sort of stuff. You know, so so for me, those sort of areas are showing capital growth opportunity. They're showing change. Um, so that's why uh, that's why I love buying areas with high owner-occupier demographics as well because. You know, owner occupiers, they, they buy, they renovate, they look after in, in general, um, and that you know, improves the areas as well. And when you look at tenants, you know, tenants also, you know, people want to live in desirable areas. There's, there's another thing that I often talk about, which, which uh, you know, not a lot of people understand, but there's supply and demand. And for me, supply you know, is obviously the available properties and demand is somewhere, you know, everyone has to live somewhere. You know, in general, most people need a roof over their head. They need to occupy some form of property to live. Now, there's a secondary factor, which is the want factor. So is the suburb you're buying in an area where people want to buy? Does it have desire? Is it desirable for the consumer? Because people will need to live somewhere and they'll sacrifice you know, because perhaps their, you know, their, their budget or their family situation means they have to live in a certain area. But a lot of people like to strive to live in aspirational areas. So for me, I love buying in those more aspirational areas or areas that are going through that, that kind of change because it means people want my property. They want to live there. They want to rent it. They want to buy it. You know, I'm always thinking that if my situation changes and I need to sell or liquidate my portfolio or reduce my, my debt, you know, lower my LVRs, if I need to sell, What's my market, and how quickly is that market going to going to react to my property? Um, so, so those are all factors that I look at. So, what makes Solana so successful? Mindset plays a huge part. In order to be smart and make a good investment, he's careful and conscious of his day to day spending, even the small things that he splurges on but doesn't need counts towards the bigger picture and helps to keep him on the upward path to success in investing. For me, I'm always very conscious of the day-to-day spending where I need to be. You know, I, I enjoy the luxuries here and there, but, um, but in general, you, know, you have to be disciplined because often, you know, that uh, you know, 5 or $10 a week cost, um, you know, can add up in the long term. But not only the cost of, you know, let's, let's use coffee for argument's sake. You pay five dollars for a coffee. You know, you're buying, uh, you know, five or six of them a week, which I'm sure, you know, most people are probably doing. Uh, you know, that's thirty dollars uh, a week times fifty-two is one thousand five hundred and sixty dollars a year. That doesn't sound like much, but when we could use that money as a investment into our portfolio, perhaps, you know, with thousand five hundred dollars, I could add you know, fan-like combos to my three-bedroom investment property, which increases the rentability of that property, but also that expense is now a tax deduction. So, uh, so you know, I look at those kind of opportunity costs everywhere in my life of how will this money, how can this money work for me? But also the bigger picture, which often this might scare some people to even think about, but the compounding growth 
of that $1,560 a year in 20 years' time. And this is a very hard concept, especially when you're a young person, to really realize the cost of that $5 coffee because that $5 coffee can be compounding over 6% per annum over the next 30 years and, uh, you know, and, and can really change um, you know, the, the end result. So for me, every little cost, um, you know, I'm very conscious of. But having said that, you know, you do need to live. You do need to enjoy. So Yeah, I think that's a really good important point because if you do want to invest, it's also important to put money aside as well. And saving those extra dollars makes a huge difference even, even when you say cutting out the coffee because it'll help you achieve those goals. Mm. Honestly, it's one of my largest frustrations about people uh, unfortunately, these days is, you know, people do, they want to get ahead, but they're not willing to sacrifice anything to do it. I think, I think it's a generational thing as well, uh, unfortunately, but, you know, there's still, uh, don't get me wrong, there's still people out there who, you know, they sacrifice and they want to get ahead and they're willing to make a change. But, you know, I, I, I have initial consultations with people who, you know, want the world, you know, they want everything handed to them on a silver platter. And unfortunately, that's not the way the world works sometimes. So, uh, so yeah, being very conscious of those costs. And look, what I'm saying might be quite controversial to a lot of people and there might be people listening who uh, completely agree and it's up to them. But I'm always known as a straight shooter and, uh, and uh, yeah, so, and, and that's my thought. With a background in the property buying world, Solano searched for other forms of inspiration for his own buying strategies in order to develop a strategy that suited what he wanted to achieve and the type of properties he wanted to buy. I'm, uh, I'm currently reading a book uh, that's not really property specific um, but uh, I guess for me, I'm always a fan of autobiographies um, when, you know, when I'm reading, um, often I grab the, the audio book uh, and sort of listen to it when I'm traveling or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and you know, so, so that that's one of the the main things that that I enjoy. Um, you know, I'm personally a big fan of uh, you know Branson, uh, Richard Branson. You know, for me, that uh, that style of business and um, and and the, the concepts of uh, of his business strategy is is really important. And I think uh, I I take a lot from that. Um, so yeah, Excellent. yeah, that's probably one of the big. At the moment, I'm re- uh, reading a book by um, uh, Aaron Sansoni called Think Like, uh, and it basically breaks down, uh, you know, the, the world's sort of top 20 most successful business people um, and goes into what drives their success. So for me, oh, that's one I'm currently reading. Um, Aaron Sansoni is a very good friend of, uh, of mine. I've done some training and work with him. He's one of the key influencers and negotiators um, and, and that's where I've done a lot of training for negotiation uh, to help my clients and, and yeah, so one of his books is, is what I'm currently reading. Do you wish to be one of those interesting people that Solana talks about? Do you have any questions or queries for him? If so, guys, you can jump on my website, uh, hotpropertybuyersagency.com.au and take a look at what we do. Um, but I'm happy to, to give out my, my direct number, uh, 0424-271-123, uh, because I, I really love having initial consultations with people and having chats with people and I'm available all the time. You know, property for me, uh, as you can tell, uh, it, you know, it, it is my life and, uh, and I love talking to people, whether it's 
you know, during the day on the weekends, that sort of stuff. So uh, anyone interested, give us a call. Uh, also, our office is 7 3760 if you can't get a hold of me. Thank you again to Soren Solano for joining us in this episode on Property Investory. If you want to hear about his journey on how he became a property buyer's agent and then made his leap into the investing world, securing a real estate license at 18 and then purchasing a property at 19 years old, then visit our website propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Soren Solano and select that episode to listen and learn more about his story. You can also get the full transcript and show notes on our website. 